0: Welcome to the Atlanta Realtor Rundown Podcast. We are so glad that you are tuning in with us for this episode. My name is Beth Pound, and I am a member of the Atlanta Realtors Association, a.k.a. A.R.A. We are a 12,000 plus membership, whereby we want to serve not only our members, but other listeners, perhaps like you who are interested in all things Atlanta real estate. On these podcasts, we will cover the who, what, where, when, and how you can use these episodes to move your business forward. You'll hear from our president, committee leadership, authors, and subject matter experts on topics that matter to you so that you have the facts, the features, we will have some fun and address challenges in our ever-changing industry, all with you, our listeners, in mind. We have a simple yet impactful statement here at ARA, which is we, the members of the Atlanta Realtors Association, elevate the experience of our real estate by delivering excellence, inclusion, superior education, and advocacy for our members, consumers, property owners, and the community we serve. And we thank you for joining the ARA Atlanta Realtor Rundown podcast today, and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hello, my name is Vic Collins. I am a real estate sales associate here in Atlanta and I have today with me.
0: I am Beth Pound. I'm so excited to be here for our Atlanta Realtor Rundown podcast. Yeah,
1: welcome. welcome. And we're we are both the chair and co-chair for the ARA Atlanta Realtors Association's Member Engagement Committee, and we're very excited to be rolling out our first podcast today, um, the Atlanta Realtor Rundown. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <All> right, exciting. <laughs> Long time getting here, wasn't it? We're here. We're finally here um so it's a it's finally a pleasure to kind of roll this out and to be able to talk about a lot of fun things going on with real estate here in our great city and because this is our first podcast we want to do a format we want to just give people context for how we're going to do this in the future um so that people can understand what you know the flow will be uh, going forward so um yeah so with that being said the realtor rundown atlanta realtor rundown is going to be full of facts features and fun we're going to have segments on each one um we're going to talk about what's going on in our industry we're going to talk about um just how real estate is connected to a lot of the the things that we we are doing and then we will hopefully um just kind of wrap it all up um as we go through our conversations with our featured guests.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun to talk about the ARA upcoming events and things like that too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Well, today's a little different on our format because we're here to introduce our 2021 president of ARA, Cynthia Lippert. And we're so excited that you're here to join us today.
2: Thank you, this is a pleasure. I am so proud of you. I I think this concept is absolutely where we need to be going so that our general membership can know what it is we do here and on their behalf. So kudos to both of you and the entire committee. I'm so, so happy that we're doing this. My name is Cynthia Lippert, and I am a managing broker. I also run a real estate team. That's great.
0: Actually, means. you know what? That's interesting because I'm also a managing broker, and I do training and development uh, for both experienced agents. I do some coaching for new agents and helping them to get into production. So that's interesting. I'd forgotten that about you.
2: You and I are very similar, Beth, mm-hmm. in our love and our passions, and the and uh, the way we love to grow the real estate agents. We have True. such a passion for that.
1: True. So speaking of passion, let's talk about you and this wonderful vision you have for 2021. Tell us more about about that. Tell the membership about that. Um, How has this year been for you? Mm -hmm. How has it unfolded?
2: Well, my original vision is somewhat different than where we are now and how the vision has changed. But I think that's... One of the most fascinating things about this position and about working in real estate in general, but most particular in this role, is you have a vision for what you think you want to get accomplished, but as your year rolls out and as you work with the volunteers who show up, very often organically things change and move, and then you have our our world and our society and the the events that go on there. And based on those events, then sometimes your vision changes. But my original vision was one that became very apparent to me when I was asked to be the moderator for a West Side town hall panel. And at that town hall, they invited the community in. And we had a lot of single moms come in to ask us questions, not only about where where we stood from the situation of affordable housing, but also education. And there was a point at which I almost started crying Mm -hmm. right there on the stage as the moderator because it touched me so much. And it was something that I really had not thought about, nor had I known that much about. And at that point, I started thinking, well, if I ever become the president, I want to make affordable and equitable housing one of my key issues for my platform. And as I rolled out my presidency, both that and diversity were very, very important. It it, it was in my original speech. All of it was. And then the year played out, and we had numerous things that happened that caused me to realize that I didn't know enough, that I thought I did, but I didn't.
1: Yeah, so when you speak to us a little bit about when you say you didn't know enough, um, is, I know this is connecting current events and um but how, how did you tie that into your vision? How did, that, how did that kind of create an evolving vision?
2: Well, one of the things that we do at ARA that I love, every four years we redo our strategic plan, and I believe both of you were involved in that strategic plan. And when you are changing vision, changing course, or even you know just trying to deal with current issues, they ask you to always go back to the strategic plan. So as things unveiled and and were unveiled and as things rolled out, I just went back to the strategic plan and said, based on this, those things that we decided together were the most important things that needed to be dealt with. I would just go back to the strategic plan. And I um, worked this year very closely with Karen Hatcher, who's my president-elect. It mm-hmm. was my vision also to make her my partner. So in November of 2020, I told her at the point that I she had been elected and I knew she was gonna be my president-elect. I said, I would like for the two of us to work together this year as partners so that going forward, we would have more continuity. And since she also was a big part of the strategic plan, she and I both spend hours talking about the strategic plan and how mm-hmm. everything we do needs to be about our members, the best thing for our members, and to follow that strategic plan.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I got so excited about, not only as a participant in the strategic plan as well, is my early conversations with Vic. That it was very clear to me, Vic, that this was a co-chair arm-in-arm Let's cast a vision and make sure that we're delivering well on where we're volunteering in this organization with Mm -hmm. membership engagement. Mm -hmm. I felt a huge partnership with everybody on the committee and, and co-chair versus a chair and a vice chair. I think not getting lost in the title has really made Mm -hmm. our committee strong and 25 plus members and we still need more voices and ideas so (laughs) that's why we're on this podcast just so we can talk about what are some of your initiatives so that people can hear themselves and how can that enhance their business and how can they lean in and why ARA so it's really interesting that affordable housing hit you in a way that you're at a west side town hall and it's led to diversity, inclusion, belonging, and equity. And, you know, you and I participated in training because of the initiatives, and I'm now on the council because, to your credit, you said, we have 10 committees. You all have specific things that you're trying to do to reach Mm -hmm. a large audience of 12,000 members, but how do we take diversity, inclusion, belonging, and equity, and bring it into our committees yeah. to make sure that we're the voice of of that inclusion. Right, Vic? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think what's been beautiful um, with your leadership is, I know personally, just being accessible. And I think that accessibility mm-hmm. has kind of created, c- created a voice um, among many people mm-hmm. to help Fuel what we're trying to do here. So, thank you first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) I agree.
2: I I'm trying to model what an inclusive leader would look like. I I spend a lot of time double checking myself to make sure that the way I behave and the way I treat people is a model for what we need going forward. Mm -hmm. And I think the two of you have modeled. I mean, you you make my heart sing because Mm -hmm. you have worked as partners more so than I've ever seen a chair and vice chair work. And we all then partner. We're all partners. It doesn't matter what your position is. We're Mm -hmm. all partners. And I've been trying to model that. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that it comes through because Mm -hmm. It takes a village, and not one of us knows, in my world, and Vic, you and I have read a book that we share, (laughs) and when we realized we were both followers of that book, so to speak, it immediately allowed me to speak to you in a way that I knew you would understand, but do you know That's where I'm coming from. That book drives a lot of what I am trying to model. And the book is Power Versus Force. If you've not read it, you should. It's amazing.
1: Yes, it is.
2: Um, And in that book, it talks about the fact that right and wrong is not really a reality. Um, And I'm not talking morality, so to speak. We're talking about... Uh, facts and and the way the world plays out. And it talks about how uh, perception is based on the prism view that you have. And Vic may Mm -hmm. be looking into the prism and he sees it one way and that seems right to him. But I may be looking in on a different direction and see something completely different and that seems right to me. And so at the end of the day, if you're going to drive together as partners, you must understand that everybody can be right and that you can't make someone wrong because to them, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Understanding, asking questions, trying to really understand where a person's coming from,
1: mm-hmm. meet
2: them there mm-hmm. and add value where you can. And um, I've been trying to model it, so I hope it comes across.
1: Well, it definitely comes across. Yeah, it's, thank you.
2: You're
0: welcome. You know, this ties so amazing, you two, that you're talking about that because now I've connected the dots on why this initiative of diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging as an advisory council was so important to you. And why you asked each of us as vice chairs, in our case, co-chairs, but this was the role that I was going to take on to help Vic and sit on a monthly meeting (laughs) face-to-face, albeit Zoom, right, to talk about power versus force, even though I didn't know anything about the book.
2: Mm -hmm. This
0: is a first ever council that we have and it's under your leadership and they're
2: doing amazing things they've taken it someplace i could have never visualized yeah i
0: agree and that led to as 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 this advisory council one of the big things that we came up with was well just look across the zoom we all look different Mm -hmm. and we're coming from different places inside of our industry and the roles that we play and we got to figure out how to play nice in the sandbox Love it. You know, Vic's an agent today. He has to play nice in the <laughs> sandbox every single day with every your co-op agents day. to right. get them, get your buyers and your <laughs> sellers to the finish line and the keys to the house with the profits in their bank. But you're also having to play nice in the sandbox mm-hmm. with someone that may not really take even the initiative of their business as seriously as you take yours. Yeah. Right? And you end up being a collaborator and a cooperative educator on behalf of your client,
1: right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, one thing I'm always mindful of is what, what I mean, what the world looks like, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just me <laughs> in the world. It's full of a lot of different flavors um, of people. Um, and so listening to understand, to your point, is very important. Um, that, to me, helps create success in business and outside of business, um,
0: well, you've brought it to the committee, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you really have, and it's He made does. It, it's he made brings it, it with him everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
2: But you do, too, Beth. You and I have had very deep conversations. You allow yourself to go deep, and that is kind of another thing I'm pretty proud of because I have that relationship with everyone. Mm-hmm. That's, you do. And that's why I love us so much Mm -hmm. because we all have opened up we've spent the time and the energy to to say hey gosh things have changed and we now have to dig a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. and everyone has and it's Mm -hmm. so much fun we're growing together it's almost it sounds kind of cliche but we are more family than we've ever been yeah
0: I feel like that too Mm -hmm. Just staying on the diversity council for for just another second, Cynthia, one of the things that became very evident was that we needed training. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned it a couple minutes ago, but I want to kind of circle back to that for a minute, because as, as a member of the advisory council, not only is my role on the council to be the voice back to our committee, and Vic's very good about making sure that it's on the agenda and whatever we talked about is given to our community inside the committee so that we get member engagement engaged mm-hmm. as a committee and the voice to the community that we serve, which is 12,000 members, but that we needed training. And so we, we put the vote to the executive board so that we could allocate funds to get us trained as an executive board and as an, an entire committee across 10 committees that we have today. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys want to talk about that for just a second on, on what happened in that training?
2: You want it, you want me to take it Vic? Uh, Yeah, go for (laughs) it. You will find that Cynthia Lippert has a hard time not talking. So (laughs) I, um, I engaged very early on this year with Dr. Linda Wiley who runs a company um, called turning point she does diversity and inclusion training and she also does business coaching Um, I realized as I said earlier that there were some events that occurred early on this year that caused me to understand that I didn't know as much as I needed to know in order to to be the leader and and to execute some decisions that probably needed to happen so I engaged her as a diversity and inclusion coach and I had one-on-one coaching with her and so it was amazing and Mm -hmm. I have to tell you um, I called Reggie and I said Reggie has there ever been a president that's been faced with what I'm looking at right now. And he goes, we've never been faced with this before, Cynthia. And I said, so is there anyone that I can talk to that, that can help me? And he said, I don't know. And I said, do you mind very much if I hire a coach to help me with this? And he said, we'll get it done. I love that. And that alone... I mean, there's so many things i learned this year, but that was huge. So in having gotten to know her, um, she was my recommendation to be our trainer Mm -hmm. for unconscious bias training. Um, There are a lot of great diversity and inclusion trainers. And I hope that we will continue to experience every last one of them Mm -hmm. because everybody comes from a different place. But... We did approve her to teach us unconscious bias training. And that's where actually (laughs) Vic and I learned together on a breakout session that we were uh, both passionate about power versus force. Um, However, she tasked all of us to come up with something that we committed to do that would help us understand our our own unconscious biases, and, and work through them. Mm-hmm. And I gave myself a goal, and I gave myself a month and a half to get it done, and I did it. And it was amazing. Yeah. The outcome of what <laughs> I learned, absolutely amazing. And it played into the shift now for where my vision is going next.
1: Nice, Vic. Yeah. I think for me, um, taking that course, you know, I started thinking about all the things that I'm always internalizing, and I think I'm in my head quite a bit. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> right. I think it's. I think it's our disease. Right. Yeah. So you know. So it's, it's, it's that, and then it's it's the but but not not only that, but it's the experiences we share, right? Um, daily, right? We don't know from second to second, hour to hour, minute to minute, day to day, what people are enduring and how those experiences Mm -hmm. contribute to unconscious bias, right? So I think for me, I had to take a step back after taking that course to say, Mm -hmm. okay, um, sometimes just stepping outside of yourself, right, and we don't always have the big picture, right? We don't always have the full picture, period. Um, just pausing, right? Taking a breath will give us enough space to kind of understand where someone else is coming from. Yeah. Um, and I think when we do, that, do that, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> the world is a better place.
2: I have to tell this. Okay. I have to. You just made me think of it. <laughs> The thing about unconscious bias for me was one of the examples where all you had done is look at someone Mm -hmm. and assumed something about them. Correct. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I changed, and it's working beautifully, no matter who I meet, no matter as my eyes scan over a crowd, I now have trained myself to look at them and say, look for beauty and look for all that you really love about that person, whether you know them or not. So I now will look at people, and instead of allowing myself to go into a place of bias, I'm just looking at what is and what is beautiful about
0: that to me.
2: And it's really helped me change a lot of that. And that's what this year's been about. It's been the biggest learning opportunity for me in 62 years of age. It's really been probably the, the Most important thing about this year is how much we're all learning together.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I find so interesting, not only about what your comment is, but where we're pivoting as an organization within ARA because of diversity and because of the council. Heather Anderson is the chair of that. And one of the things that I have loved in her passion is how intentionally and intently she listens to all of us and our differences to be included. And what birthed out of that recently, and we're so excited as as an organization of 12,000 to reach out to everyone and say, your voice is really important to us and who you are is super important to us and we'd like you to tell us who you are everything about you mm-hmm. demographically and how you identify et cetera, et cetera. and we did a first ever because of your your initiatives this year in having this council we had our very first diversity inclusion index survey that went out to all the membership and the reason why we did that from my perspective is that in in the strategic plan which I participated in, we learned very quickly that the National Association of Realtors, NAR, only gets age, sex. There were three things. I can't remember what the third bucket is, but it doesn't go deep. Is and we.
2: It, is it male or female?
0: Yes. Yes. So, and that ended up opening up a whole new conversation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm proud to have not only been on the council, but to help promote, promote that inside of membership engagement.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Vic and I went arm in arm back yeah. to the committee and yeah. said, we want 100% participation in the survey. And I am proud to tell you we have over 500 respondents. Now, granted, we have 12,000 members, yeah. but we've never done a survey before to this magnitude and to this depth. Where not only did they answer a survey, but we gave them the opportunity to give us comments and to share their voice and to let us know who they are, not just as agents, but to your point, Cynthia, the human.
2: The human themselves. Right. And um, I think, oh, I just love this. Where you're going with this is so amazing. Um, I try very hard to when I've learned something to 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 sit inside myself inside my head where we all spend the most time (laughs) thinking if that had happened to me how would I feel Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. once I can connect to the feeling then I can have compassion or empathy for what that must be like and then I can I can go from there the place I had the hardest time is identity how you identify I had a really tough time with that so um, I've got oh gosh, in my in my career I've had the most amazing clientele and I work with a Very, very diverse clientele, incredibly diverse. And now that I looked at it, I'm like, I didn't do it on purpose. It just happened that way. But I think that's the world, and Mm. that's the way it works. So I went back recently to uh, some of my um, clients that identify differently than I do, and I asked them to explain it to me explain how it feels because I can't connect to the feeling because I don't know. I just don't know. And that's what's been fascinating about this year and and the training and everything because they said, you know what? No one's ever asked us these questions. (laughs) We've never talked about it outside of our own relationship Mm -hmm. or our parents and we're fascinated and so thankful to you that you're trying to understand this. And I, um, I just think this is why this is all, mm. you know, let's pinch ourselves. Well, hats yeah. off to you f-
0: for doing it. Have you had similar experiences, Vic?
1: Yeah, I think for, for me, just a lot of what's been happening over the past couple years in general has been in- inspiring more conversation which I think people feel like great to have. They feel open to have, right? I think what's great about this city, Atlanta, is Atlanta is pioneering a lot of the conversation. And what's great about this board is this board is pioneering a lot of Mm -hmm. those conversations and they're tough conversations to have, Mm -hmm. right? But if we don't stretch ourselves to have them, right, we don't move, we don't break through and I think what we're experiencing here is breakthrough all over and over and over and over again, right? So that we can grow. And I see that's what's happening.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. just before we pivot, Cynthia, I think one of the most amazing, seriously amazing things that I have done with you this year is to stand with you along with past presidents, along with other committee people, yeah. my friend Vic, <laughs> and... Have, have be a support to you in the apology, in the apology that you felt compelled and passionate as part of your role as the president of ARA and the historical perspective of who we've been as a body of people and to express that across all media channels. Um, people can go to our website, the ARA website and read the apology letter. So this isn't designed for you to go through that now, but before we round the bend on the next couple things we wanted to talk about, is there anything that you do want to give some context around because that was a big day for me?
2: Well, thank you. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. I um you know, I've referenced numerous times this today about an event that Mm -hmm. occurred early on and that was at the point that I realized that we had um, we had a trust issue in our leadership group we'd all worked side by side for years and years many of us for many years and I discovered that I was not privy to some things that were going on because They felt that because I was white, that I wouldn't understand. And when I learned that, I leaned in. Karen and I had a lot of conversations, a lot of soulful, a lot of tears, hours and hours of conversation, and Karen gave me the encouragement to lean in. And when I leaned in and started asking questions and learned, one of the suggestions that was given to me is that I read the color of law. And when I did, I realized that there was not anything that factually in history had occurred that I knew or had been taught. Not in school, nowhere. And that, as I, as I told you, I sat with that. And I thought, if you had grown up generation after generation after generation having these things occur to you, what would that feel like?
0: And AREA has been around for 100 years. And that's would, why the letter was so important. would you
2: trust? Would you trust? Oh, no. No, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust. Mm-hmm. And then I went, well, we've got to move forward and we need to move forward together. And not that anyone ever trusts anyone a hundred percent, but we've got to have trust amongst each other. And that's where the apology letter was birthed in my head. Um, I just love it. sitting in my head saying, what could I say? What could what could we all do together mm-hmm. to, to put this out, just to talk about it, say that it really did happen, apologize profusely? You know, not one of us can say, well, I did those things. But they happened. And without acknowledgment of them and without an apology, uh, an apology, the reason for apologizing is so you can build the relationship stronger and you can build trust.
0: Right, it's a whole new foundation.
2: It's a whole new foundation, mm-hmm. and that's what we needed in my mind, yeah. and that's why I did it. Oh, Vic, when you know you did what makes me think of? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: So, remember at the beginning of the year, membership engagement, we started coming up with ideas of how can we put um, some of our ideas to work, right? Mm-hmm. And how do we use social media better? We're sitting in a podcast today, <laughs> right? So that, that that's a reality. But we also, in, you and I interviewed Karen Hatcher, mm-hmm. our president-elect for 2022, yeah, and Antoine, mm-hmm. as a past president of 2015, and it happened to be Black History Month. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic,
2: by the way. That was we had a ball doing it. Brilliant. But
0: it was one of those, it was a found it was it was another opportunity to build foundation.
1: I think the more transparent and honest we can connect with people on the human level, that authenticity creates just wonderful experiences Mm -hmm. for us, right? And it also creates healing. Right. So if we're always if we're always in a state where we're not healing, right, and we can move that to a space that where we are, that creates the trust, right, and our worlds just get so much bigger, right, and
2: better, and it better, does. and better. So mm-hmm.
0: speaking of better, I am excited because rumor has it that we have a new committee. Because of you going and moderating a panel, I guess back at the West Side uh, Town ago. Hall, that has moved into the organization called the ARA, and our eleventh committee is now
2: the affordable, affordable and equitable we, housing committee.
0: Can you share?
2: Yes, um, it is being led by Dennis Santiago. Mm. Um, Great Our guy. vice chair has been. Uh, she's not been approved yet but after this week hopefully she will have been approved i'm super excited (laughs) about that team as well they partner together very well already um and we have very excited members it is something that we are now it's a committee that we are seeing a lot of passion around. Members that have never been involved,
0: mm-hmm. ever. Oh, fabulous! And
2: yes, they're very they're very excited that we're doing this because mm-hmm. in their own businesses as agents, they're dealing with this mm-hmm. every single solitary day. Um, so the affordable housing piece, I don't even need to go into. I think everyone in almost every city, major city in the U.S. knows we're struggling with affordability and have been for years and years, but Mm -hmm. this year has gotten increasingly worse. But the equitable piece is very important as well because um, as percentages goes, just very much like the way we wanted to know the demographics of our own association and demographics are very important to us now as you look at an inclusive society, um, if you look at the statistics for ownership, home ownership for our black community, Hispanic community, and our Asian community, they are not in line with the percentages for our, our white community. And there needs to be energy and effort on the part of the largest Realtors Association in the state of Georgia to put a voice to this. Mm-hmm. What can we do? How, where do we stand? How do we improve this? Um, and that's where this committee Love is that. going and it's just gotten started. And like the two of you, <laughs> I can't wait to see where they take it. Sounds like a podcast subject. I think so.
1: It is, and that will be coming this year. Yay. So we have some very special guests lined up for the Affordable Housing Committee. Um, But I agree with you. It's been super duper, duper interesting what's going on with housing and affordability. And I'm so happy to hear that we are participating in that conversation, and we are... And out in front of that, oh, um, I love Dennis to death, So I know he's mm-hmm. going to do well with that.
2: When you talk about a passionate heart, I've never met a man who cares to the extent and the level that he does. Yeah. And um, the other interesting thing about affordable housing, when I put it out there, I got a lot of calls, like I said, from uh, members that have never participated at ARA that said, hey, I heard that you were interested in this, and so I want to talk about it. Affordable housing has a million different hats. Mm -hmm. I got a call from an agent who's a single mom who couldn't afford to buy after her divorce, and so affordable housing to her was single mom's. Mm -hmm. Um, then I got a call from a veteran who said, you know, veterans get left out in the cold. So affordable housing to him was about veterans. Mm -hmm. And then we learned that teachers and police and firemen, um, they all struggle based on their salaries with affordable housing. So affordable housing means for both home ownership and for rental, it means something different. It's huge. It's massive. It's not not just any one thing. So this will be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. So pivoting just a little bit, because I know you're also really excited about some staff changes and some staff additions, I guess, is probably the better way to put that, is um, I know you're really excited about a couple of positions that is going to create even a greater weave to the tapestry called... Ara, so tell us about those.
2: Well, first, I'm going to have to give a huge shout out. Uh, it started in Jennifer Pino's year as president, and she and Karen Hatcher both have been very, very vocal about the need for Ara to to produce more video, to have better social media. And to um, have superior photography at every single thing, every single event.
1: Those have been conversations we've been having this year. Oh, yes. yes. And and if you want to see passion around this, you (laughs) should get
2: in the room with Jennifer Pino and Karen Hatcher. Um, They've been incredibly passionate about that. But this year, we were able to finally... Uh, get approval for the budget for a specific position. I believe his title is um, Video Specialist? Yes. Video Specialist. And his name is Lance. He's new. He's fabulous. He's already making um, great strides and that is that's very very important. Mm -hmm. Now As it pertains to membership, why this is so important to our members is so that we have a better way to show them what we do, how we do it, where they can find themselves, Mm -hmm. where they can see themselves be a part like we've never been able to do before. Mm -hmm. So it's critically important. It's also very important important for inclusion because now they can see how diverse we truly are (laughs) they can see they can once again see themselves Mm -hmm. in our association so that also drove back to the vision Um, and then we finally got approval for budget and another position I'm super excited about as well This is a position that I've been calling external communication director. From year to year as presidents, every president has an amazing vision. Every president has, you know, events that they deal with, and um, all of our presidents have amazing histories. But it's hard for continuity from year to year to start an initiative and continue it along. And we needed a staff member who could be externally focused to bring together all of us, all of our associations, all of our diverse associations in the city and keep us together on an ongoing basis so that we didn't just have to rely every year on whatever passion suited either the president and or our committees Um, and we got approval of for that in august nice and we are super excited that position has not been hired yet but their job is very much like uh, event planner with business development it's a relationship builder right it's a relationship builder that reach reaches outward and it continues to drive our relation with the Empire Board and mm-hmm. the alliance, the LBTDQ Plus Alliance, also with NAREP and ARIA and the Women's Council of Realtors and hopefully also the Home Builders Association. Mm-hmm. So that we, we make those relationships and we mm-hmm purposefully and specifically and intentionally involve ourselves together so that we all build together.
0: Yeah, it'll build the bridge between Mm -hmm. all of the organizations. So it's not just 12,000 members that make up ARA, but we actually have facets that allow bigger communities called agents that serve very specific niches to come um, and also share their voice, which reminds me, Vic, once they get hired, we should probably have them On a podcast too. Definitely. (laughs) I think. Can you you tell I'm excited about this podcast?
2: (laughs) I, I just, I once again, I just couldn't be more proud of you. This is amazing.
1: Thank you. So, what are you most proud of in 2021?
2: Oh my goodness. Recently, this weekend. Actually, um, one of our members posted on Facebook and on Instagram, a post that had to do with me.
1: By the way, I love that you're on Instagram.
2: I Amen. am on Instagram. And I'm 62, but I'm trying.
0: Vic, our millennial is going to keep us I honest, honest over you. here, right, Cynthia?
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I try. Um... But her words about me were so kind. And she talked about how it was obvious the level at which I cared. And that's what I'm most proud of. Mm. I've also had it said before and recently that I want people to like me that it's important to me that people like me and I thought no no that's that's really not it what is important to me is that I always be kind that mm-hmm. no matter what I do that I am kind and that that shows up and is acknowledged is what I'm most proud of because you can bring kindness wherever you go and um, If you take kindness in and you have it in front, in the side, in the back of you, no matter what happens, the right thing will happen. Mm, Um, And so I'm most proud that what I was trying to model is actually being acknowledged and is showing up outside of that. I could list a million different things I'm proud of. I'm proud of all of you. I I'm proud that given the door wide open, y'all just gone for it. <laughs> I mean, just gone for it. Door wide open, get as creative and as, you know, thoughtful as you want, you're doing it. And you make me so happy. And it is a it's a great legacy to to have been a part of all of this.
0: Well, speaking of legacy, it's kind of a nice lead in. So it's interesting that you talk about the care part. So Teddy Roosevelt has a quote that literally is probably the one that gets me out of bed every day in my, the role that I play in this industry. And that is that people are not gonna care what you know until they know that you care. Mm-hmm. And so my motto has always been care first. So maybe that's why we're having the year that we're having because I feel that from you and it's an important, uh, it's an important personal initiative and a personal drive for me. And I have felt that compassion, mm-hmm. passion, empathy, and care mm-hmm. from you, Vic, too. And it's, it really is just a pleasure to, to volunteer. This yes. is a volunteer, these are volunteer roles but it's been a pleasure to serve at the, at that type of level so my question as we're closing out here we just have a couple more things is i hear what you're really proud of and you and karen have taken more of a co presidency role from what it you know even way back in november of 2020 but what is that legacy that you want to make sure that Karen is carrying that torch well for 2022 as you guys are putting together and continue to put in place this bridge and so that this carries on? What is that?
2: Well, every plan that we make together and, – and, and remember, when I, when I discuss anything that we do – the reason we're doing it for is for you, hopefully the listeners are our members. You're at the forefront of everything we do. Even our strategic plan, we were asked to put the strategic plan together for our members. So just for all of you out in memberland, um Our volunteer efforts are always to serve you. You essentially are our client. Mm -hmm. If we were in a a real estate transaction, you're our client. And then everything that we decide and do together and uh, and all of our initiatives are driven towards you. That goes back to why this... um, diversity and inclusion survey was so important so that we can know as much as we could possibly know about you. Um, And I would ask all of you in member land out there who are listening, if you have not participated in this survey, please make sure in the future that you do this. It's it's really very important. But back to when I talk about what Karen and I have done together as partners, um, once again, everything we've planned this year and for her year next year drive back to that strategic plan right. and drive back to how we're serving our members but we had key initiatives in mind we know at what point we we want to try to deal with those initiatives this year and we've already got pretty much the first half of her year planned Mm. and what's interesting about this is uh, it's not just what's in our head as we move forward Karen and I are always talking to all of you every leader all of our vice presidents all of our committees and you know chairs and vice chairs we're asking what you want And what you see that we may not see and we've been incorporating that in these plans so that in working together as partners as you plan out at least our two years if if then Karen grabs her president-elect and they continue this they'll plan out her year and the consecutive year so that is the way the continuity Mm -hmm. works. And obviously, flexibility and fluidity has to be in there because of world events and and the way things change. But you have a a roadmap, so to speak, that continues. It is a road. (laughs) I mean, it's an ongoing road. (laughs) So um, there's a lot more to come this year, but we're already – wrapping up my year and look
1: at um, you smiling
2: i know <laughs> i know
1: but you know one thing i really really love about you cynthia and your leadership and i'm sitting here and i'm just writing down the number of times you said we it's always we it's always us it's always about everyone else and that's admirable
2: oh thank you well it's I can't true even though. I'm just
1: like we 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 I'm just like wow I mean that's leadership I mean that that's that's leadership
2: we so much better than I <laughs> it's so much more it fun it it's is. so much more fun
0: well and one of the things that I know Vic and I talk about frequently is how much he and I and and the we of, yeah. of our committee yeah. have appreciated You've participated in our committee and showed up on Zoom calls. Karen is a pretty active par- participant. Mm-hmm. And you guys have big schedules, right? <laughs> we, we've talked about Vic being an agent and you running a team and being a broker, and, and this, is, this is volunteerism at its best. Mm-hmm. But you have, made the ta- you have taken and made the time. And that I have felt an attitude that we get to do this, right? I feel excited about the fact that I get to say, I get to do this, right? And
2: pinch ourselves. (laughs) We do. We've, gosh, we learn so much. One of the questions you asked me to think about was why, why do you do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I think we all have to ask ourselves that sometimes when you're laying in bed at night, you're like, am I a kook? Am I, what, what drives somebody to spend this many hours doing mm-hmm. something that you don't actually get paid for? But there's a lot of value outside of money. Yeah. And the value that you get from having worked with people at the level that we are working in, the, the, where do you get that? there's not very many places where you can get that. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is this is a place where you can show up authentically with no barriers. Yeah. Whereas when you're an employee, Beth, you (laughs) and I both know as a managing broker and an employee, you've got to have more structure and you've got your role to play. And You've got your company line, too, so even if you wanted to get really creative, you might have to taper that, and you might have to come back in to, to, to conform, to so, so to speak. Here we can show up authentically as ourselves, share our gifts, be whoever it is, do whatever, and it's amazing. It's it is amazing. Fabulous. That's why I do it. That's why I love it. I bet that's the reason you do it and you do it. I bet that's it. Yes. We can come here and be ourselves.
0: I want to speak to that for one other one other perspective that I have found, Cynthia, is that, you know, we all represent our brands in the roles that we play, but yeah. having become a an active, engaged, (laughs) volunteering member, not just a due paying member, but really engaging in the ARA has allowed me to hold space for everyone. It has allowed the cooperation uh, between the deals where I've had to get involved as a broker go even better (laughs) than I would hope that they would have gone anyway. Yeah. But the fact that I now know a lot of these other companies much more intimately because I know some of the leaders and the agents in them. I serve alongside of them. And there's no power structure, whether you're a broker, or you're an agent.
2: I love that. Yeah, no I, d- I love power that, too. Structure. Yeah. There's, yeah. The, we are all on the same level playing field and so connected that it makes the world and our industry so much mm-hmm. better. better.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like you're still in production. I'm not in I'm not in production. Vic is in production. Oof. So you guys meet so oh, many yeah. you meet agents every day. Yeah. You're in cooperation with them.
1: Every day. Every day. And cooperation with the client. Every <laughs> day.
0: By the minute. I remember just our meeting last month. You were like, hey, Beth, can you kick off the meeting? My closing is being delayed by 25 minutes. And I was like, got your back. Gotcha. I got your back, right? So it, it, it's everywhere. But to speak to the member land, as you call it, Cynthia, and speaking to you that are listening today, please lean in and get involved with ARA. Yes. Get involved. We're having an absolute blast, mm-hmm. but there is room for you and room for your voice and room for your ideas and your passion and your your ability to give in a way that'll pay huge dividends. And I am speaking to you as an agent out there that this will pay big dividends in your business.
2: Here, here, here. Yes. So,
0: Cynthia, last question. And I mean this in all sincerity. <laughs> so, when you're not giving a president's report, you're recording a podcast like you are today, shooting a video and an apology letter, meeting with dignitaries, reaching across the aisle to commercial and other boards, I know that you have seven millennial kids we do
2: my husband and I married with three children each very young and then had I like the, the very young a seventh together so we have seven millennial children and they teach me every single day as a matter of fact everything I do must be approved by them It's very important that they approve of what I do and how I say things and how I treat people from a millennial's perspective. Perspective.
0: (laughs) I think I get that too.
2: (laughs) um, They are amazing. And now we have six grandchildren and that's enough to keep me busy. You know, I've got A lot of jobs, and I love to work because I love this industry passionately. I love this industry. Um, But we've also got seven kids and six grandchildren that keep us very busy.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that's fun, Cynthia, is that uh, I watch you, Vic, in your career career and I watch how you show up on social media, which is <laughs> certainly different than me because I'm I not in production. <laughs> no, I mean, you congratulate your sellers and your buyers at closings, and you reach across the aisle and you've gotten a chance to get to know your fellow agents and that type of thing. But it also, I see the whole of you. I see your personal life. I see your personal life, Cynthia. I see the love of travel and holding space for an upcoming wedding. Um, and we're obviously both in wedding mode getting right now. Wedding
2: mode. <laughs> it's, it's a whole um, other world. Add yeah. another job to our list. <laughs> it is a job
0: to our list. So I have a son that's getting married in May of next year, and I will proudly walk him down the aisle as a mother of the groom, and I oh, know you're excited aw. about doing the same thing. But it, it, is, it is in the spirit of this
2: podcast
0: and the Atlanta Realtor Rundown that we are so proud that you are here to kick us off.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, This this was wonderful. I just, I look at the two of you and you are the reason that you do this. You are, and what you've done is amazing. And thank you.
0: Well, as we wanna say, it's It's an A-R-A wrap. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you for joining ARA and this episode of the Atlanta Realtor Rundown. We trust that you've enjoyed and found this content helpful, meaningful, impactful, and even gleamed a nugget or two that you can apply to your daily life and real estate business. Check back here at Atlanta Realtor Rundown podcast channel for future episodes. And be on the lookout for more information on topics like unique ways to gain market share and more listings, revenue opportunities to move your business forward today and for years to come, and all things Atlanta real estate. Because here at ARA we're gonna do the rundown in the future. If there are any topics you'd like to see featured, please go to our website at AtlantaRealtors.com and place your suggestions in the feedback section of our website. Thank you again for joining us today, and we hope that you have a great day and a week ahead. And until next time, this is Beth Pound with the Atlanta Realtors Association.